What's up, and welcome to another edition of the Heat Check Podcast. I'm Randy Williams, and here with me is a guy who only wears fuck you pinstripe suits. It's Justin Adler. How you doing, my man? I like that. I like the uh, Conor McGregor reference. I can deal with that. I've been uh, introduced as way worse in the past. Yeah, I figured, I figured you'd like that one, you know, try, try to butter you up here, oh, yeah. get you in the zone. Here, nice, here. you know, yeah, for our first episode in a while. Yeah, yeah, getting back, uh, back in the saddle, like yeah, you said, right there before you go. Right I got on air. <laughs> we're, uh, we're back, we're happy to be back. We took a, uh, we were already taking a sabbatical. Yeah, this was so, a, uh, I don't want to say hiatus, because in uh, network television, that's kind of means your show's pretty much canceled. Which we're not. We're back. No, we're we're back, alive. Obviously, there's a pulse. Uh, I would say this was just more of like a, a summer vacation. You know, mm-hmm. we took like it was like a, a break in college. You know, you went, you, you dicked around for a couple weeks, and now you're back. You got to take classes. You're ready to go. And we're back here. We're doing our thing. Uh, to all you guys who have been asking where we've been at, what we've been doing, we're gonna give you a little bit of an update on everything going on. Uh, we appreciate, we actually have gotten a lot of people who have asked us what's been going on with the podcast, uh, how can we haven't been doing it, but, uh, you know, just things have been going on over here in, uh, 29 Avenue C, over in Alphabet City, up in New York. Here in our studio, we're yeah. filming live here in our, uh, Manhattan studio. In the studio, the luxury, uh, the luxurious room, which is my room, uh, anyway, but, you know, we had some things going on, it was a crazy month, uh, that's why we kind of took a little bit of a break. Had a lot of things going on at work. We were both busy. We were traveling a bunch. Uh, we had some different things going on personally with roommates and etc. So we're back now. We're ready to go. We're here. And uh, as always, give us a listen. Share us. Love us. Like us. Listen to us. You got a couple different ways that you can listen to us and follow us. On Facebook, we have the Heat Check page. Which we can invite you to. We can. Well, we might have already invited you to. You just gotta click that like button, click that follow button. We'll keep you updated on everything that's going on. Uh, on Twitter, you can find us at the Heat Check Pod, and then Randall and I also have our own personal Twitters, and uh, we'll be sending out tweets tomorrow again, doing our Facebook posts back like we normally did. We're trying to get back into the uh, two per week podcast like we were doing. We did about two and a half months solid, and we were giving you everything you wanted to know. Uh, and then we ran into some problems, but <laughs> we're back now. Uh, and then finally, at on iTunes, you can find us if you search for Heat Check Podcast. We'll pop up. We'll be there. Uh, some of you have said you always see three episodes. We had a little uh, billing issue. <laughs> yeah, we forgot to pay our uh, podcast bill. Yeah, uh, so, so we're getting that back up so all the episodes will be available. But when you're on that page, just smash that download and subscribe button yep just smash it as many times as you can five stars do that as many times as you can yeah if you could leave a review as well because that's what's gonna you know jump us up that uh the leaderboard which i think it's already you know they're, they're blocking us you know they're, <laughs> they're keeping us out but we'll we'll persevere we'll get up there we're on our way to cracking that uh top 150 yeah you know whether we're 149 or 69 we're gonna make it there and we're gonna get on that uh on that rating yeah uh, definitely but uh, glad that y'all are listening in. We got a good show here. Yeah. You know, we got our normal segments. We're going to talk a little MLB. We got a great interview um, with a with a great minor league baseball player. We got some uh, other headlines going in, and then our closing at the end. 
Um, but uh, glad that you're listening in here. Uh, and I guess we'll we'll jump into where we were, where we left off on our last episode. Uh, last you saw, we were in a very heated weight loss competition. It was uh, Randall, myself, and our other roommate Billy Caro, and uh, things got things got tense. It was a month long weight loss competition. We were going by whoever lost the highest percentage of their body weight was going to be the winner. Uh, all of us starved ourselves at some point. Uh, went to drastic measures the last couple days. Uh, Randall looked like he had seen better days. Uh, it led Randall to joining a gym, which, you know, that's good. That's positive. Randall Williams now is a member at a gym, which uh, he hadn't stepped in since he left Trinity. But well, well, it's funny that he brings up that I joined a gym here and I looked bad because I did win the competition. <laughs> he did. Most importantly, I you know every competition we've had, I've won. Which is two. You're two for two. Surprise, you know. <laughs> two for two. And uh, any vote that we've had on Twitter, to won those. Pimento cheese and uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> to go through bad shit, yeah. 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 <laughs> some of them look at it as a win, some <laughs> think it's a loss, but that's all right. I'm just a winner. That's all I do. Uh, so I did win. Thank you, everybody, yep. for your support through all that. And I did join a gym, but I'm also cheap, so I joined one of those like super cheap gyms, so they're always packed. And I've gotten into this thing, uh, if you're in a packed gym and a packed club, I, I kind of have the same mentality. Kind of like walking around, you know, like, you like, look at a machine, like you're looking at a girl, and then wait for the next one. I kind of have the same mentality. I go to the water fountain, the bar, uh, a lot, and just hang out there. Nice. And not really, you know, get into the action because... Can't say I'm surprised there, but I, I like it. I like the, uh, at least the effort's there. You yeah, know? you show up there. Yeah, he's there. He does his thing. Uh, but yeah, Randall did win. Congratulations. He got uh, $200, $100 from myself and $100 from Will. Uh, overall, I think people shed at least 14 pounds each. So uh, the winner, what would you end up doing? I think I lost 19 pounds. Jeez. Went from a 167 to a, a very felt 148. Oh, man. <laughs> I was looking good. We uh, <laughs> never looked so good. Yeah, weight was lost. Let's just put it that way. Uh, it was a good time, though. And, you know, as Randall and I have said in the past, the only way we can keep things going is if we're competing in something. So uh, we had a, the bright idea uh, since the Tour de France is going on right now. You know, the beautiful race that Lance Armstrong won a bunch of times by cheating. Okay, real quick. Uh this isn't a, yeah, I don't think, I don't think this is a hot take. I think, you know, he had one ball the whole time he's doing this. He should have been able to take steroids to even out the field, right? He only had half of his, his T count. Okay. You know, he only had half the T. He did steroids. He got a, to a normal level, right? Why, why? If you have one ball, you should be able to take steroids. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't really fight the man on that. The lying, though, was an issue, but, you know. Whatever, Lance, you're still our champ. You're still my champ. But uh, I'm going to have to dethrone you here because Randall and I are embarking on the uh, the tour to City Bike, which, uh, Randall, give him a little bit of detail what this is going to entail. Yeah, so for those of you that uh, don't live in this beautiful city that we call home, uh, there are city bikes all around the city. Every couple blocks, you can rent them out. Uh, we do it monthly. We rent them monthly. And uh, so what we're going to do is bike around the outskirt, the outside of Manhattan, all the way around. 
I'm thinking we're going to start down in Financial District and uh, work our way all around. Oh, boy. That's going to be tough. It's going to be a long one. It's uh, We're looking for volunteers who want to set up water stations or beer stations. Yeah. Uh, if any of you guys want to be sponsors and hold up signs or do your thing or we'll put your stickers on us and whatever else we need. It's going to be a strategic battle because uh, I believe... As a member of the City Bike Group, you can only have the bike out for 45 minutes. Yeah. So it's like in NASCAR when you yeah. take pits, you have to like strategically do pit stops. We're gonna have to. It's have, the same thing. Yeah. And also, like Justin said, if you want to sponsor us, um, like on Talladega Nights, uh, when he has a Fig Newton <laughs> sponsorship across his windshield, I'm very into doing that. You know, uh, you can put that all the way across me anywhere you want. Um, we'll take all that, and that's also another competition that I'll probably win. There's no chance on that one. Uh, I got this one in the bag. This is one I feel good about. You also strategically have to take out a good bike, because there are good bikes and bad yeah, bikes. Yeah, you got to take out one of the newer bikes. You want to avoid the bikes that have like the Met stuff on them, because they're doomed to lose. Ooh, but those are good bikes. Those are all new bikes. Uh, but it does have Noah Syndergaard on it, and uh, <laughs> a little bit of an injury. Uh, but yeah, you know, we don't know when we're going to do this yet. Probably here in the near future. A little bit of training is going to have to go into this. A little bit of uh, planning. planning. Planning is going to be the main yes. thing. Mapping out route, <laughs> what we're going to do. It's but pronounced route. It's a route. <laughs> it's a route. Don't challenge a man. It's a route. Ooh. We're going to have to get uh, Webster's involved in this for the proper dictionary terminology. But anyway, uh, anyone that wants to be a part of it, race with us, or sponsor us, or provide water, or whatever you want to do, uh, let us know. We would appreciate it. But yeah, that's the next uh, next main event. We brought you McNuggets. We brought you weight loss. We've shown you ups and downs. We brought you pimento cheese, and now we're going to bring you bikes. And we're pretty excited about it. The Tour to City Bike, coming soon. Um, but now, you know our classic segments that we've always done. We're going to get going with probably a hot topic from the week. Our heat check of the week goes out to the one and only, the fuck you pinstripe wearing Conor McGregor. Uh, I would say he probably he's the heat check of July, heat check of June. Probably going to be the heat check of the rest of until the fight when is end of August. It's gonna he's gonna be the heat check for a while. Yeah, uh, he's out here just running his mouth, saying whatever comes to his mind. Wearing a pinstripe suit that says "fuck you" on it, uh, doing literally—I mean, I respect him because he's making so much money off of this and promoting the fight so well. But you gotta chill. You're—you've never been in a professional boxing ring before, where you've done a professional boxing match. You're going against the best defensive boxer ever and an undefeated boxer. He's Floyd Mayweather's not gonna knock Conor McGregor out. At all. It's going to go all... twelve. Like, all if it 12. goes all 12 rounds, yeah. Floyd wins. Yes. Conor McGregor's only hope is to land one ridiculous punch that just knocks him out. The puncher's chance. Exactly. But I think Randall and I talked about this and we agree. We respect what McGregor's doing. I kind of like what he's doing, but he's definitely heat-checking himself. Oh, yeah. He's definitely the heat-check of the week. <laughs> because he's been so hot all through UFC, he's gone through different weight classes, and now he's going... You know, he, he's so hot right now, he thinks he can join into a completely different league and knock out the best player. But I do respect also what Mayweather is doing right now. 
because he knows that he's going to win so easily, but he still wants people to buy the pay-per-view. So he's wearing like smaller shoes. He's making himself look a lot shorter than McGregor. He's not talking as much shit during the press conferences, not being as confident. Well, Floyd's so, also hard-pressed to put multiple sentences together. Well, yeah, he can't read. So, yeah, he can't read. So, Which I don't get why McGregor hasn't brought that up. Maybe he will in the next press conference. Well, McGregor... Said, during their yeah, tour. They're going after it. Uh, Floyd's doing the right thing by sitting there, just kind of letting it all build up, taking it. Yeah, I mean, he's like the king of promo. You know, he knows how to get people to buy that pay-per-view, which I is, can't is wait. coming in at 100 bucks. At 24-7 or whatever they do, the Showtime boxing preview that they do, the 24-7, like they did it for the Alvarez-Mayweather fight. Can't wait to watch the... Uh, we don't have Showtime, though. Uh, well, <laughs> any of our uh, listeners out there... Yeah, somebody give us your uh, your username and password. Or your parents. We yeah, don't well, yeah. <laughs> we don't discriminate. Um, but yeah, that's uh, hands down the heat check of the week. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's going to be a good one. It will be. Do you think uh, he's going to keep wearing that pinstripe suit? Or he, he should. Or, like, maybe he has, like, different sayings, like, you a bitch. Or, Little, well, he could, but interesting, today I saw him, uh, he was hanging out with Drake. Well, yeah, they were in Toronto for yeah. the tour today. I don't know what the connection is there, but I didn't see it, I didn't see that coming. Well, because they're in Toronto, I think they're going to be in New York here pretty soon, and then they're going to London. Yeah, so, we're going to get a... Maybe we should uh, try and see if yeah. we can make it to the New York one. Yeah, we get a primetime interview, us and uh, McGregor. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Has uh, Dana White been in these, like, you know, when they've been doing the weigh-ins? He, I don't think he's been involved, but he did come out and say it's going to be wild. Ooh. And that it's going to be a fucking disaster. As long as we don't see his, like, sweaty, bald head yeah, everywhere. <laughs> we still don't know if Dana White and Joe Rogan are different or the same. They could be the same person. I thought they were the same person. They could be. <laughs> they might be the same person. Uh, but yeah, you know, the heat check of the week, Conor McGregor. Uh, right. Moving on there. This one's a special one. It's the uh, the day in history. July 13th, 2017 is today. The night of the ESPYs is the night that we are filming this. And it's going to go on through the 12th to the 13th. But the ESPYs has a special place in Randall and I's heart. And, uh, Randall, why don't you uh, break it down about what's so special about the ESPYs tonight? So, what's so near and dear to our heart here about this ESPYs <laughs> and uh, why this is a this day in history is uh, our old alma mater, Trinity University, won an ESPY back in the day for the miracle in Mississippi. Go Tigers! Go Tigers. <laughs> Spelled G-E-A-U-X. For those, a, little, a little hint, a little foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah exactly. To our uh, guest, Matthew Tyndall. Yeah. Archie, as we call him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, back in 07, uh, the Trinity Tigers won on a, uh, as they say, a on the miracle play in Mississippi. They are playing uh, the Millsap. Who cares what they are? Yeah, I don't know what their mascot was. Millsap, uh, you suck. But they won on a 27 lateral play. It was, was it you 27? know, some people in folklore history are going to call it a 45, 50 lateral play. Yeah, yeah. Realists will say it was only five laterals. But, uh, you know, us believers, we saw we saw at least 20. Yeah, the, so they started on their own 40-yard line and took it all the way into the end zone. It was, uh, it was one of those backyard football plays that actually ends up working. Uh, and they went on and uh, won that game in 2007, and then in 2008 at that ESPYs award, they did win the moment of the year. 
Um, so shout out to Trinity University football team back then. You know, that's that's kind of why we decided to go to Trinity. Not that I really yeah. knew about the play. Yeah, you know. And during, they didn't really <laughs> play it up during recruiting. They should. I, knew, I knew about the play. Uh, that was the only reason I knew of Trinity. But a little disappointing fact was that uh, we never saw any of that money, you know, they uh, until we left. Now they're upgrading all their stuff. But Randall and I had to live with the uh, 1980s Trinity versus the 2016 Trinity. Oh, uh, 2017 Trinity. My, no, my apologies. Uh, 2016. 20, 2019. We're uh, futuristic here. Anyway, you know, that's our... We're back. We're here. We're coming at you. We're bringing you next uh, some MLB talk. We're going to take a quick break here, but when we come back, we're going straight into the MLB. All-Star Game weekend. Well, I guess it was more of a Monday-Tuesday. A weekend for the players. Yeah. Uh, hell week for everyone else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Manic Monday, yeah. terrible Tuesday. I don't get why they do that. Maybe to brighten our the beginning of our week. Because now, now it's already Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, now it's here. Yeah. You know, they, uh, they do say that the Wednesday and Thursday after the All-Star, or whatever the two days are after the All-Star Game, Probably the two days of the year that I can think of off the top of my head where there's no sports. Nothing's on. Hmm. You got nothing to watch, nothing to do. You know? Yeah. Probably a good time to... Well, some could say this whole month, you have nothing to do. Uh, <laughs> some people could say there's, uh, no, there's no sports on. <laughs> I, I, I try to watch a lot of the Yankee games. I'm a big Yankee guy. Disappointing, but anyway. Speaking you know. of the Yankees, you know, the on Monday, the home run derby... Uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of what they've been doing with the Derby now. I like it now. The Derby is way more entertaining now. Yeah. Um, the new format's really awesome. I like the uh, the timing. They get timeouts, the brackets. It makes it a lot more entertaining, and you can tell there's way more fan engagement, too. Mm-hmm. There's more fans at the Home Run Derby than at the All-Star Game. The excitement at the Home Run Derby seemed way more crazy, way more fun, way more enjoyable than it was last night at the All-Star Game, or two nights ago at the All-Star Game, so I agree with you 100% there. Yeah, uh, but the uh, the Home Run Derby was fun, uh, you know, obviously the champion was Aaron Judge, he's decided this year to come down from the Beanstalk, join <laughs> the humans down here. Uh, you know, I gotta, go, I gotta get on the Judge horse for a second here, just last year that guy batted under 200. When he played for a month, month and a half, when he got called up, uh, and he looked lost at the plate, was swinging everything. I don't know what happened this last summer and last time off to hit for him to figure everything out. But he's never seen a steroid he didn't like. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut that. Uh, anyway, I mean, wait, I, I meant wait. He's never picked up a weight. He didn't. Oh yeah, okay, nice. Anyway, Aaron Judge is a different man. He's going to win AL MVP. Happy to see it. It's going to be fun. Uh, he's also going to be the only chance that the Yankees have for the rest of the year. But anyway, uh, it, honestly, his first round battle against Justin Bohr of the Marlins was the most fun thing to watch. Bohr put on a show and thought he was cocky, he thought he won. But little did he know he was going against goddamn Superman. So Judge came out there and hit, what, like 23 or 22 home runs to beat him? Yeah. Uh, I mean, those other. Another shout-out to Gary Sanchez, the man who needs a translator. Uh, he beat the favorite, Giancarlo. And uh, it was fun to watch. I mean, there were some interesting 
some issues, I would say. You know, you got Sano, Miguel Sano, who had a horrible pitcher. That was the worst pitcher I've ever seen. I'm we got to get, yeah. get Archibald Tyndall out there. We do. And you guys will find out more about that later as our plan for him. Uh, now that we're agents, we're doing podcasts and we're doing agencies. Uh, but yeah, and then there was some interesting swings. I, I've never, so I've seen like one or two Dodgers games, but I guess I haven't paid that close attention. Bellinger's swing is one of the most unique swings I've ever seen. I don't know where he gets all that power from, but I mean, good for him. The dude is a rookie. Judge is a rookie. There's going to be some fireworks and some fun uh, ahead of us. Hopefully next year, everyone going in the All-Star break is like healthy and having a good year and you could get. Judge and Harper and Trout and Bellinger all in the same home. Correa, Correa. Correa. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring them all. Even the crybaby Logan Morrison, he could have a shot if he wants. But I mean, obviously, he didn't know what he was talking about. But yeah, I mean, the home well, also the Dellinger, he looks so small. Yeah, like uh, yeah. we were watching, and you're like, oh, Dellinger guy, he's real, he's real small. He's like six four. He just looks like a yeah. an infant next to uh, John Stan, and, Stan and uh, Judge. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, the home run derby was fun. Uh, can't say I watched the celebrity game. They followed the home run derby. I don't know really what happened there, but I saw Jamie Foxx warming up. Uh, I'm sure that Willie Beeman was out there thrilling the crowd in Miami since he was a Miami Shark. Uh, I should, they were happy to see him. Maybe he put on a show. Maybe he didn't. Who knows? But with the uh, home run derby, though, do you think they kind of swayed in Judge's favor because they did give an extra thirty seconds if you hit a four hundred forty foot home run? No, I mean because John Carlo had the chance to do it. Charlie Blackman had extra seconds. Miguel Snow had extra seconds. There was a whole bunch of people. Gary Sanchez had extra seconds in the first round. So I, I think it was just. I think I like I mean, that rule. I like that rule. And also, he did win in the uh, championship round with like two minutes still on the board. Yeah, and he hit four or five five hundred foot home runs. He hit the roof, and they didn't count it as. A he home hit the run. roof like twice. Yeah, Aaron Judge, you're the man. Congrats. You're the only other person in New York with gap teeth. Also, you and Michael Strahan, elite, love it. Giants fan, can't complain. Uh, but then you move on to the actual All Star game which was on Tuesday night. The AL came out on top 2-1 to one in a barn burner. Um, but, you know, the All-Star game is not... Innings. Yeah. We got extra free baseball. I, don't, I mean, what were your thoughts, Randy? You, I, didn't, I personally didn't find it all that enjoyable. Uh, I mean, it was a 10-inning baseball game, you know? It was... Uh, you know, I, I think it is more... I don't know if it's more enjoyable now that there's not more on the line... Because I guess like back in like when when home field advantage of the World Series was on the line, you know people had to like were maybe freaked out a little bit more, and now they could just go up there and be free motion. You know they didn't have to like worry themselves out, uh, especially like people that are in the All Star game that have no chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. Like, like uh, why would those people ever care about about home field advantage? Um, but I I didn't enjoy the the selfies going on. Nelson Cruz. Yeah. Uh, Nelson Cruz taking the selfie with a uh, home plate umpire. Uh, the guy batting with the cell phone in his back pocket. Yeah. That was what cool. would Joe DiMaggio say about that? Oh, man. He would never. Babe I Ruth, ne- I, I'm pretty sure if I look back on photos, Babe Ruth never had a telephone in his back pocket. I've worn off on you, man. All your old references are Yankees. 
Uh, uh, the only thing you can die get uh, yeah, he's, my <laughs> he's done it. Whoa! <laughs> Jeff Bagwell never had a cell phone in his back pocket. <laughs> uh, I mean, another ex-Yankee, Robinson Cano, the hero of the All-Star game, the walk-off home run. I guess not walk-off per se, but in the top of the 10th, hit the home run. Uh, I mean, 2-1 to one with not a lot of action. I know your boy Scherzer was out there just... Trying to injure himself. Did, yeah, like, did, does he want to uh, have Tommy John surgery? I, does he want to blow out his elbow? Our good friend uh, Archie will tell about a story when he watched Scherzer back in uh, spring training, warming up in the bullpen. He does sound like he is a psychopath. So yeah, that's the difference between you know being a major league pitcher and not. You got to be a psychopath. Yeah, I think you do. You yeah. got it. Yeah, you, you have to uh-huh. want it. You have to really want it, guys. You got to have something wrong with you. Uh, but, I mean, a couple other things that I took from the All-Star game were, I know I talk about this again and again, but Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge, 25. But I got to give credit where credit's due. Bryce Harper, 24 years old, fifth time appearing in an All-Star game. And I know Randall loves this, but they interviewed him mid-game, which I got to say, I kind of... I think it spiced things up, the mid-game interview with uh, Bryce Harper, and it was George Springer. Um, but during the interview with Bryce Harper, of course, Dak Prescott comes up. And they're talking about the Cowboys, which made me sick, but I'm sure Randall loved it. Harper's a big uh, Cowboys fan. He is Dak, a- that guy, him and Zeke, they're crazy. Yeah. I mean, good. I mean, I think it spiced things up. Having A-Rod come out there and do the uh, walk around the infield. Oh, all business. Oh, all business out there. A-Rod just doing his thing. Uh, he, I, th- I think little... they told him he was actually going to play shortstop. And then he well, got out there and they was like, where's my glove? Yeah. You, you know how like uh, they leave the glove out there for oh, him? When, yeah. <laughs> when, they, when they're switching innings, he thought there was going to be a glove out there for him. He made that little jab when he was walking from short to third. He's like, oh, I'm going from shortstop to third base. Feels like my career. <laughs> uh, well, uh, that's what happens when you come to the captain's team. I mean, he was the better shortstop, better shortstop than Jeter, and uh... we're gonna edit that out uh, anyway. <laughs> but you know, the All Star game was fun. I guess it was fun to see they were having fun. Uh, Yadier Molina. How is he not dead yet or retired? Is still just doing his thing. The All Gold tied the game up at one apiece. Uh, He's I mean, still the same eyebrows. He man. must have the same eyebrow lady. I guess so. He looked. His hair looked new. It looked, the the dyed hair that was like the, oh, the Puerto yeah. Rican World Baseball Classic hair that he was had going. He didn't get the memo that they stopped doing that when the season starts. Yeah, I mean definitely, but good for him. He was doing his thing. Um, I mean, baseball has been struggling to get viewership, fanship, everything. Figured out, but I think right now they're at a point where they have enough young talent to where they're finally might start seeing that uptick. Uh, I mean, you got there's so there's so many faces of baseball. Yes, that's what I mean. Bryce Harper said that in the live game interview that there's like twenty game like twenty faces of baseball, and I I mean there probably is off the top of your head you can think about like by a region everyone views someone else as like the the guy. Yeah, but did they did they realize there's only one bat? You know, uh, how do you have 20 faces? There's nice. only, only one bat. <laughs> Clever. I like that. Well, you can have pitchers. But then you oh, have one ball. Oh, only one. <laughs> so three. There can only be three. There can, one, yeah. one bat, one, one ball, bat, and one, one glove. glove. 
There you go. Uh, and maybe a DH. We figured it out for you. Just a guy standing there with nothing. Um, uh, he has the donut. Yeah. He's warming up yeah, in the hot deck circle. <laughs> but uh, I think baseball is in a good spot. Uh, I think it's it's about time that they're in a good spot, and I think things are looking up for them. Um, I mean, you know, speaking of, speaking of looking up, what what are you looking for? You know, maybe vertically here in uh, September, October playoffs. So Randall and I here are going to give you ALNO what we see in the second half. Uh, I mean, I'm going to give you. I'll run down my AL, and then Randall will give you his. But in the uh, in the East. Right now, I gotta say, as a Yankee fan, it pains me to say this, but I think the Red Sox are gonna take it. Their pitching staff is too dominant with Chris Sale and David Price. Uh, even though the former Cy Young winner Rick Porcello is dog shit this year, they're still good and they have bats everywhere. I think the Red Sox end up winning the East. Uh, in the West, the Astros are already they're I mean they're already winning. Like they can't be stopped. The Astros are good if they get healthy on the mound. They're not going to lose. Uh, and then in the Central, Cleveland finally started pulling it together towards the end. I think they're the favorite. They have a strong pitching staff, strong bullpen. Jose Ramirez having a career year. And then they have my favorite pitcher in baseball, Andrew Miller, who could shut anyone down. Uh, so I think they win. And then I think you're looking at wild card. I think you're looking at the Yankees, which might be biased. But, I mean, I think they're good enough to pull it off. I think they make a move to the deadline. To secure a first baseman, maybe as a rental, maybe you're looking at like a Alonzo from Oakland, or you're looking at uh, Justin Bohr from Miami. But I think we're gonna figure that out. Chase Headley, I hate you, and I'll always hate you, but I think you're gonna finish the year out. And I think maybe we get like a Brad Hand from the Padres to secure the bullpen, and hopefully we just cut Tyler Clippard and your goofy ass glasses. I hate you. Um, wild card number two. I'm going with the Kansas City Royals. The Royals, what? horrible start, but now they're only three games back of the Indians for first place in the Central. Mm. So I think they're going to – they're experienced. They got an all-star pitcher in Vargas. They got Moustakis. They got Hosmer. I think they got a good enough lineup to where they can do it, and their pitching staff wasn't great, but they're starting to heat up. Uh, so I think that's what you're looking at. I think that's going to be AL – there's a couple teams out there that could make some noise, like the Twins are good. I don't think it's their year yet. The Rays are okay, but I don't think it's their year yet. Uh, in the West, there's really nothing at all that can compete with the Astros. But, yeah, that's my AL. Uh, I'm excited to see it, though. The Yankees and Red Sox open up uh, Friday night. Pumped to see it. Randy, who you got in the AL? Uh, the AL, I'm not going to go uh, division by division. I'm just going to say uh, uh, Houston. Uh, that's one spot, and then the Astros. Uh, that's another uh, spot. Here we go. Uh, the third team, the Colt 45s. That's another one. You know. Um, Is that like a minor league team with the Astros? No, that's what uh, they used to be called before yeah. they were the Astros. Okay, cool. Um, and then the uh, fourth team, the Corpus Christi Hooks. They're gonna make oh, a, a wild Christ. card, a wild card run there. Uh, just nobody stopping them in the AL. Uh, but I actually do like the uh, Yankees to come out of the East. You know, I think wow. you know. I think Boston's scared. We, we all know it's a scared Harbor City. Randy's sweeping me off my feet right now. Uh, Aaron Judge, as as we've said before, he's one of the twenty faces of baseball. Uh, but there's only one bat uh, and one ball. But he has both of those, so I think he's going to take that. But still, all that matters 
is those boys down in Houston. They're running NASA. Uh, they're running. They're running the sport. Uh, nobody so do you see uh, Yankees Astros ALCS? Yeah, definitely. Well, it's actually going to be Hooks Astros in oh. the ALCS. Okay. Uh, Nolan Ryan's actually going to come out and play for the Hooks. Okay. During the. Yeah, that game. All right. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, we'll go NL now. And uh, yeah, Randall, okay. Let me let me hear your your NL predictions in the second half. Uh, NL East. Uh, I've obviously got Washington. Bryce Harper has the best hair in the game. Uh, like no nobody can beat that. Atlanta, the Braves. They've nobody has that good hair out there. Uh, so Washington's obviously taking that out. Max Scherzer's Sound. nuts. Sound. Uh, and the Central. St. Louis is going to make a run. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm a self-professed, not a cubby. Don't like him. Okay. They're, they're not coming out. And Milwaukee, they're going to falter. Milwaukee's young, but we'll see. Okay. They're young, uh, and they're just brewing too much beer up there. I'm just a big ma- too much? macro brew guy. You know, they're definitely drinking way too much out there. I heard in Appleton they like to drink a lot. Oh, I, I have heard that. Yeah. yeah, Appleton, very close to Green Bay, which is, I guess is close to Milwaukee. Which no one cares about. But <laughs> <I heard. laughs> uh, and then in the West, uh, you got to go with the Dodgers. Um, yeah. I, I, Dodgers, I, I, Astros. Yeah, like, I guess Arizona's creeping up. So is Colorado. The Rockies are close. The Rockies are definitely going to grab one of those wild card spots. And uh, I'd love to see a uh, Rocky Strohs. Uh, World Series, just so that I could uh, siphon some money out of our the first guest from the show, the Zachary Denver Motes. Correspondent, yeah, our, De- our Denver correspondent, so I could siphon you know maybe hundreds of dollars from him, oh, thousands probably. Yeah, if you're listening, Motes, you know just just start Venmoing me now. Well, okay. we can get on a payment plan right now. Yikes. We'll start it now. Yikes! <laughs> um, but that's who I got in the NL. Who you got? So Nats, I agree. Dodgers, I agree. Arizona and Colorado, I agree, but the one difference I have is the Cubbies will win the Central. They're too good not to figure it out at some point in the season. If the pitching staff figures it out, that's a battle do it itself. Uh, I heard rumors that they were going to deal Schwarber for another arm, even though he got demoted to the AAA. He's still got to be at least a top 50 prospect. Uh, I think the Cubbies figure it out. And they win the Central. But the team that I would love to keep an eye on, a team that's fun to watch, is the Brewers. Uh, So the Brewers, right before the All-Star break, had a three-game series here in New York against the Yankees. And that was the first time this season that I really watched the Brewers. And I have to say that they have a fast and powerful team. They have guys, tons of guys who run, steal bases, guys who hit home runs. They have Travis Shaw, who's having a career year. Uh, I mean... I don't know. I just saw Moneyball, and Billy Bean doesn't like people to steal bases. So well, Billy Bean is a uh, <laughs> he's an on base kind of guy. He's a he's a OBP guy. Yeah, he's a Jeremy Giambi, not a Jason Giambi kind of guy, <laughs> which says a lot about his character. Yeah, advanced stats. Yeah, you know things that Randall and I can't quite understand yet. But anyway, you know that was our take on the All Star Week on second half predictions. We're going to bring in somebody who knows a little bit more about what's going on in the MLB than we do. He's our good friend, our buddy from college, uh, ex-minor leaguer, Matthew Tyndall. Stay tuned to hear his interview.
Welcome back, everybody. We are joined here by phone interview. He's down in a bayou. Uh, we have the pride of Lamar High School. He's a D3 SCAC All-Conference member, 2015 NCAA Baseball Championship All-Tournament team. He's a former minor league relief pitcher for the Anaheim Angels and Washington Nationals. He can do more push-ups than anybody I know. It's Matthew Archibald <laughs> Tyndall. How are you doing, my man? What's up, Archie? What's up, guys? How's it going? I'm doing good. Dude, Tyndall, I've known you for about four or five, six years now, and I did not know your middle name was Archibald. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, it goes way back to family. Yeah. We, don't, we keep that under wraps. Um, see if you like, break it out, you know, off the same time. Well, for all, uh, maybe five or six people that are giving us a listen, now they know your real, uh, your real name. <laughs> the secret's out. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, it's all good, it's all good. Anyway, man, so how's it going down there in Louisiana? How you doing? It's good, man. Just uh, it's, it's raining here about, about every day. Uh, so, you know, just, just keeping my uh, flippers and everything on, making it to work. Uh, but it's <laughs> good, man. Excited for, uh, for uh, we're all excited down here for, for some Kojo uh, starting out here this fall. Well, yeah, down there in the bayou, and I'll get there on LLU. Go Tigers. <laughs> Did you see that he's uh, signing, uh, like he's doing signatures, but he's only—he's not signing a uh, Coach O, he's signing a Go Tigers. That's, uh, I haven't seen that, but that's, uh, that's pretty fantastic. So what, you're about an hour, 45 minutes out from Baton Rouge? Yep. Are you going to be going to all the LSU games this year, or what? You will find me uh, outside Death Valley every single Saturday um, for the foreseeable future, uh, for sure. All right, so you hear, heard it here first, everybody. Uh, free stay, free booze down <laughs> at, uh, at LSU Games with Matthew Tyndall. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tyndall, we wanted to uh, get you on just because, you know, it was a big week for baseball, just all-star game, home run derby. The futures game. A little bit of everything this week. It's an exciting week. How about that home run derby, by the way? Uh, that, was, that was probably the best one I can remember in, in a long time. Dude, Aaron Judge is the crazy thing is he was hitting 500 foot home runs and he was hitting opposite field he was doing everything he like split his home runs So, Tyndall, you could strike him out, right? Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. Back in the day. Now, uh, now the, the, the whole uh, right wing is uh, it's pretty shot nowadays. But, you know. Well, you know, the crazy thing is Aaron Judge, home run derby champ. Everyone's talking him up. I'm a huge Yankee fan, so I love it. But everyone's talking him up to be the face of baseball right now and the future of baseball, but the crazy thing is that I think people forget to realize, but you would know this as an ex-national, is that Bryce Harper last night was in his fifth All-Star game, and the dude's only 24 years old. Aaron Judge is 25 years old, and he's a rookie. So people need to realize Bryce Harper's out here doing things that have never been seen before. 
And that's why uh, that's why they're talking about them getting paid you know four or five hundred million dollars, um, you know, coming up here in a year or two. Which I don't think there's any way that happens. But that's what like what he's able to do is it's really a uh, it's like I mean that's unlike anything we've seen really. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about it later when we're your agents, how we're going to get you four or $500 million <laughs> yeah, contract. Yeah. All right, buddy? <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, talking about your baseball career, um, you took, like, a less conventional route than uh, most people do, and I, it probably started in your high school career when you had, um, you know, it's, you kind of had a minor setback your junior year. You had Tommy John surgery, right? Yeah, just, uh, just a minor setback there. Yeah, yeah, minor setback for a major comeback. Um, but I was thinking, after that Tommy John, was it like that movie Rookie of the Year? When you came back, did you have just a, a magnetic arm where you could just, just chuck it so much faster after that? It was actually the exact opposite. Of that. <laughs> I couldn't throw, you know, I was a senior in high school going like 80 miles an hour. And, uh, yeah, nobody had that. It's like the slowest over ever. And, uh, and that's, what, uh, that's why I, how I ended up a training man and... Um, you know, the rest of history. Gotcha. So, eight, 80 miles an hour then, what's the fastest you've been clocked at since then? Uh, I think, uh, the college days, I got it up, ran it up to about 94, 95. Ooh, okay. Throwing some chatter. Yeah, I like it. Your boy, uh, Scherzer, last night was throwing his heart out and could only reach, what, 99? <laughs> so, you're pretty close yeah, to him. Yeah. <laughs> Scherzer, that guy, let me tell you, like, uh, watch that guy throw a couple bullets. And that dude is the most intense competitor I've ever I've ever seen in my life. I was watching him in spring training this year. He's throwing a bullpen, and you know there's nobody nobody around. It's just like him as pitching coach and catcher, and he's out there like throwing to him. So like his bullpen, he'll sit out there and call out batters and be like, all right, <laughs> he's, up there, he's like, all right, Johnny Polanco. He's sitting there. So he's throwing a Johnny Polanco, and he's like motherfucking Johnny Polanco, like in his bullpen, like under his breath. He's like, ah, you know, like Johnny Polanco, this guy first goes basketball, like, oh, here, here's a great ball. And then he'll, like, you know, do like hip rush and all kinds of like separations and stuff every time he, uh, every time he, like, makes a good pitch in the bullpen. And then he'll, like, make a bad pitch and, like, oh, here, and, like, start kicking the dirt. Uh, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, that like I don't know if you noticed last night, but when he was getting on the mound, he was muttering to himself like all kind. Like he looked like he was yelling at himself yeah. when he was getting on the mound. Oh yeah, he got like like very loudly yelling at himself. You know, maybe that's something. Did you do any of that? Maybe that's something you should have done more of. Uh, yeah, maybe you know that that's that's definitely got to be the secret there to uh, you know being the best pitcher in baseball. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That that's all it takes. <laughs> what's he? Uh, what shows are like when he's not on the mound? Is he uh, that intense uh, all the time, or is he? he? He seems pretty good. You know, I didn't, uh, I was never around him that much. You know, the big guys are kind of separated from all the minor league guys. But he seems just kind of like a, kind of like a goofball. Um, the only, the only interaction I've ever had uh, with him was, actually, I was sitting in the hot tub uh, before the, you know, before it was run out for my day. Um, and the Nationals have, uh, have a rule for the minor leagues where you can't have, uh, any facial hair below the upper lip, so you're only allowed to have mustaches. Um, and as y'all know, I've been a, been a beard guy, uh, you know, my whole life, and so that's a huge, uh, huge change for me. So I had this, <laughs> had this big old mustache, and I'm sitting in a hot tub, and, and Sugar just walked in, and it kind of looked at me, and he's like, "That's a nice mustache," and then, uh, and then walked out. So that's really the only, uh, only interaction I've had with him. 
Well, at least that's a, that's a great interaction. Yeah, that is a great interaction. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I had, uh, yeah. Yeah. You still got the mustache going, or did you go back to the beard? No, it's, we're, we're back to the beard now. Uh, you know, being in a normal society, you can't really uh, can't do things like that. Oh, I, I disagree wholeheartedly there. Uh, Justin's looking at my face right now, and I got yeah. a nice cookie duster right now, yeah. so... <laughs> Rand, Randy loves to rock the mustache. Um, but like you said... What's that? Oh, yeah, phenomenally. Yeah. You know, you, you gotta have some, some uh, you know, some sort... It's like minor league baseball games. They, they need an attraction to get people in. Promotion. It's the same thing. You know, they, they expect the dog walker to have something weird going on. You know, going off of the promotions, we got to ask. So in your time in the minors, you know, you hear about all these crazy promotions that people do to get butts in seats, whether it's a uh, speed dating night at the game or the George Costanza night at the game. You know, our uh, shout-out to another Trinity alum, Jeremy Wolf of the uh, Brooklyn Cyclones. But uh, they did uh, Superhero Night recently where they had, like, superhero jerseys customized for them. Uh, what about you? Have you? Did you ever participate in anything, or do you know if the Nats or Angels uh, had anything going on? Uh, yeah, we never, I never, uh, you know, it's been like ball, uh, both years, so we never, we never had anything crazy like that. Um, probably the craziest one we ever had, um, with the Angels was, uh, Ricky, the advanced Ricky team in Oldham had, uh, they were planning to have, like, a, like a white heritage night, and they were going to have, you know, like, Wonder Bread and um, you know, all kinds of mayonnaise stuff. And oh God! Uh, but that got uh, that got shut down. Oh yeah, I wonder why. That was, the, <laughs> that was probably the craziest one um, I've ever seen. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah. In 2017, that's so surprising. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, this mildly baseball is doing anything to try and get people to come to the ballpark. Uh, but, yeah, that was, that was pretty, pretty ill-advised. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> um, but I kind of want to go back a little bit before you hit the uh, hit the minor leagues when you are at Trinity. And in uh, 2015, you led, the, uh, you led the squad to their first berth in the uh, College Baseball World Series, right? Yep, yep. That was, uh, that was an incredible, incredible experience, uh, getting to go to Alpha and everything, uh, which, by the way, is like – the funnest town that nobody's ever heard of. Um, I think it actually got named like a year or two ago, like the drunkest city in America. Um, so we had uh, we had a pretty good time up there. Well, what else do they even have to do up there, other than drink? Uh, like not like dude, literally nothing. Like, no cows and drink like, beers. There. Yeah, so the uh, Appleton's where the NFL teams stay when the, uh, they go play the Packers, um, and so we stayed at like the hotel that that all the NFL guys stay at. And it's like right in the middle of downtown Appleton, and all of those is sports bars. It's just sports bar, sports bar, sports bar. Um, you know, one right after the other. Um, so it makes for it makes for a good time when uh, you got a lot of time on your hands. Well, maybe that's why y'all didn't win it all that year. You're spending too much time with sports bars. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> we did. We did have a little too much fun. I know the uh, the first night we got there, we all just kind of you know dropped our bags in the hotel room and went out, um, and. Uh, I have to say, I was I was uh, I blacked out that night. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was up all the next morning. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. Did you have a game that next morning? No, we didn't have a game. Uh, it was just the opening ceremony. 
I did have to do a bullpen the next day, though, and it did not, uh, it did not go well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hopefully uh, none of the uh, coaches are listening. They, they don't really care, I guess. Yeah, it's over. Um, but, I mean, the the next year, the 2016 team, 2016 team they went the next year and uh, won it all. You know, well, what's it causing an effect on that? Is it because you left? You know, maybe they were a little more disciplined the second time around. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably definitely because, uh, because I left. You know, no more, no more bad influences um, on the team. But, oh, yeah, I mean, that was watching them. It's almost just as fun as, as getting to play, um, you know, because you know, play with those guys for, for four years, and then and then to see them do that for the first time ever, I know I was like uh, watching in my apartment there in Arizona, like every single night on the on the webcast, and uh, it, was, it was like I said, it's just as fun to watch them win it all as it was to just go play. Yeah, and in 2015, that was the first time Trinity had ever been to the College Baseball World Series, right? Yeah, that was the first first time in school history. Cool. So, so what I kind of like even it out to is is y'all did all the hard work. It's like y'all lost uh, Trinity's virginity going to the college world baseball, the college baseball world series. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. So you know, we we've been blue balled so many times. You know, got, got right there and then uh, you know got shut down. Uh, so that's you know we had to had to kind of kind of get it all out of out of our system there. Yeah, exactly. And it was like you know the first time. You know, the first time that you have sex, you know, you're not that good. It's a lot of elbows and knees, so you got third place. But then this, the next year, they went and won it all because they had a little more experience, a little more seasoned, you know. So y'all really, y'all really did the hard work. You know, you know, all the, you know, all the little things that, uh, you know, make it nice. Yeah, Randy's still out here learning, so don't, don't give him too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to get that first time. Yeah, you know. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that that's awesome. Uh, I think everyone on that team appreciated the guys ahead of them and realized it was about time that Trinity finally took one home. Uh, we're proud of them. We're happy. It's nice as an alumni to see any sports team coming home with a national championship in any sport. Uh, cool to talk about. Cool to see happen. So I know even as non-baseball guys and Randy and I, uh, we were happy to see it and glad to talk about it. So it's awesome to hear. I mean, that's the that's the craziest thing. Uh, kind of. We as players realized um, that year, we as you know, young players, um, there's like Trinity has such a following, especially with the baseball program. You know, like uh, Coach Daniel was getting letters, you know, from guys that played 20 years ago that were, you know, following us every step of the way and um, talking about how much it meant to them that we finally kind of finally broke through and, and got to go to the World Series. So it was kind of cool to see, uh, you know, how big of a family for, you know, a little school down in South Texas to, uh, you know, that's how big of a family to actually have around. Yeah, definitely. And then you know, you know, after that big hype, you you uh you led the team past like an elimination game, right? Are you pitched through an elimination yeah, we, game? Yeah, the the game in the World Series, we lost we lost the first game, um, and then after the second game, uh, got against like we're playing Southbury, and uh, got lucky that I probably did the best game of my life, uh, you know, in that game, and uh, got us a victory and. And they get to sit back and relax uh, the rest of the way. Yeah, blame it on everybody else. That's the <laughs> way to do it for sure. <laughs> um, but, you know, after that good performance, um, you know, the the amateur draft was coming up, and uh, you ended up going undrafted. Did you think that you were going to get get drafted in the uh, in that, uh, that 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 draft there? Yeah, I, I you know I've you know, been talking to scouts um, 
kind of all, all throughout the season. You know, as when I say Parker Scouts, you know, the scouts are due. Um, and, uh, <laughs> no, actually, that uh, that morning, uh, you know, I was curled up around the toilet there in Appleton. Uh, I got a call from, uh, from the Marlins, uh, and they, you know, asking me, you know, if I give it, like, you know, signing bonus and uh, all that good stuff. So I, I thought going into it that uh, I had a good chance that the Marlins were going to draft me. And then, uh, then my name didn't get called, and I didn't hear anything from anybody until, you know, probably a week and a half afterwards. Um, I got a call from the Angels, and then they literally put me on a plane the next day to go out to Arizona. It's an awesome story, man. So we got to ask, during your time with the Angels and during your time with the Nationals, uh, I'm sure you came across – a whole bunch of vets, a whole bunch of rookies. Uh, I want to ask you, so one, did you know anybody that got to participate in the Futures game this on Monday, I believe it was, right? Uh, yeah, I actually uh, knew a couple of guys. Uh, John Duplantier, uh, Jason Hayes, and Jordan Walker. Uh, those guys were all on the sure it was fun to get to see them play in the in the futures game and we wish them the best and hope that they actually do end up becoming future MLB all-stars yeah yeah definitely that was, was that's probably the first time I've ever been excited actually to uh, watch the future game once I saw the roster saw those guys playing I mean it was probably your first time watching the futures game yeah. let's be real <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then yeah, the flip side of that so those are like the, the young guys you got to meet when were, when were you I guess the most starstruck uh, meeting a vet or coming across a vet other than your story with Scherzer? Um, that, yeah, so that's definitely the most starstruck. Um, other than that, I'd say, you know, you see guys um, in and out all the time. Uh, Houston Street was, was kind of a crazy guy uh, to see. He's about the oldest human being uh, I've ever, <laughs> ever met in my entire life. He's like walking around the locker room, uh, you know, just in his, in his sliders. And, you know, you'd have literally a heat pack on probably every single inch of his body. You've got one on his shoulder, one on his elbow, one on his back, one on his side, like on both knees, on his hips. You know, just walk around with his glasses on, uh, drinking a cup of coffee. Um, so he's pretty pretty funny to um, to watch. And then this year in spring, spring training, um, probably the, the most starstruck outside of the Scherzer deal was uh, Daniel Murphy came down and was just like hit the you know, I think they had a big, a big league squad had a road game, and so he didn't want to travel, and so he just came down to get some at bats, um, and so he was playing on our, um, on our field, and yeah, that was pretty cool to get you know, to watch him um, up close and personal. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You got to meet and come close to two all stars who just participated last night in the all star game. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Cy Young winner, etc. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so you started out on the Angels, right, and then you got traded to the Nationals, right? I did, I did. Nice, well, what was that like? Was it like in Moneyball? Did they sit you down and said, hey, you've been traded, uh, here's, a, here's a travel secretary? No, so it's like, I mean, pretty much they just, so I actually wasn't even at the field yet, uh, and, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, move, whatever, you know, the, somebody gets released or they make a trade or somebody gets moved up, um, you know, that normally happens at the field. But I was actually at my apartment uh, just getting ready 
um, you know, getting ready to get out of the field, I got a call uh, from our, uh, from like our director of player development. And so when we got, when I got the call, I was like, this is, this is not good. I, I thought I would get released. Um, and then he basically was like, uh, yeah, you've been trained to the Nationals. Thanks for all the hard work. Uh, somebody from the Nationals will be calling you in like 30 minutes. And uh, that was it. <laughs> wow, the in and out. Yeah, they just, they just, uh, they put it on you quick and, and yeah, so I like, you know, walked out to my roommate and I was like, I just, I just got traded. <laughs> and, uh, it's weird, like, the weirdest thing probably is going around, like, packing up all your stuff and I didn't really know what to do that day, like, because I wasn't going to, you know, you can't go out and do anything because you can't risk getting hurt or anything like that. And so you're just like, just like at the clubhouse, I didn't really know what to do because I wasn't an angel anymore. And, <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a weird, like, it's a, it's a really, like, kind of weird feeling. Like, you're, and, you know, getting traded is a, a good thing because, you know, it means another team really wants you. And, um, but it's, like, sad because you have all these friends that you made that you know, you're probably never never going to see ever again. So it's, like, a weird, weird mix of emotions. Yeah, do you know how much you got traded for? Or who you got traded for? Uh, yes. I got traded for, um, so it was a player to be named later in the Brendan Ryan uh, trade that they made last year. So the trade actually happened, uh, I think, in, like, April or May. And then uh, then I got got, (laughs) – me, the second half of the deal went down in July. Nice. Huh. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, you're still a part of it. That's something cool that you can always talk about. Yeah, I was the player to be named (laughs) – that should be your uh, Twitter bio. (laughs) The player to be named later. I mean, that man, congrats on everything. It's a cool, uh, cool story. You had some fun. I'm sure you got to be a part of some cool things. But, you know, uh, you got a future ahead of you here. And Randall and I would, uh, I mean, we already talked about this, but we're, we're, we're becoming your agents. We are your agents. Oh, yeah, now we are your agents. Sorry, you don't really have a choice in the matter. Um, but, you know, we got some ideas we want to throw at you here, see how you feel about them, so that way we can get you that $400 million contract. Okay, so the first one, so the home run derby last night, um, you know, there's the pitcher that's throwing the BP to the players, right? And, you know, some of them are better than others. You know, how would you do throwing for a batter in that home run derby? Uh, You don't want me to do that. It's, uh, you know, short, trying to throw the ball soft, not my, uh, and that's just not my. uh, Uh, You do know you're supposed to say, yes, uh, I can do that. (laughs) Just going to say, you know, we're going to throw these ideas out. You're supposed to agree with them. Well, you could you could have done better also than Miguel Sano's pitcher. Yes. That guy was not doing well. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I guess that one's next. Oh, uh, for one. All right. For one. The next one, uh, we were thinking about getting you a job with the Sugarland Skeeters, you know, where Tracy McGrady and Roger Clemens <laughs> played. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. There we go. Cool, cool. So we got one. All, All right. right. Well, one, that, that's, one for two. You know, that that's... That's gonna. That's a baby step on the way to the four hundred million. Yeah. Okay. The next one, I've got this. Uh, I've got this buddy on Facebook. He's really big into this Ponzi scheme. You know, triangle. Uh, you know, uh, pyramid scheme. Uh, we think you could be the spokesman for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, nothing. Uh, I'd love nothing more to you know be a spokesman. Uh, you know, for some for some sketchy stuff. 
Nice. It's always been a, been a huge dream of mine. So. There we go. Um, Matt Tindall, the face of Ponzi schemes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it has a nice ring to it if we say Archie, the king of Ponzi. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a little, little, little Billy Mays action, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know Archie's here to take all your money and, uh, <laughs> and uh, ruin your life. There you go. Hey. You know, uh, I mean, shit happens. Why not let you be the part of it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, you know, you just got to be Bernie Madoff, but get out of it before you get caught. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. And then the last thing, it's um, we're going to need you in 10 years from now to live in West Texas. You know, keep doing the oil thing. You're going to be coaching a high school baseball team. I don't know if you've seen this movie. Um, you know, you used to have a good arm, and like you do, and uh, you decide to keep throwing, and you try out for a minor league baseball team, you make the team, and then later we're going to have uh, Dennis Quaid play you in a movie, The Rookie. I mean, that, that, that sounds, you know, probably the, the easiest way to make $400 million. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I disagree. I think the Ponzi scheme is going to be the quickest <laughs> way. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Matt, you know, we're going to get you there. Uh, all the papers are signed. We appreciate it. We might have forged your signature, but I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all legally binding at this point. Let's do it. Let's get started here. Nice, man. Uh, I got one more question for you uh, before we get out of here. Um, there's really no wrong answer here, but how many World Series in a row are the Houston Astros going to win? Not one, not two, <laughs> not three, not four. Sam 
Quarry. 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 Thought his name was John. Quarry. Something. <laughs> but all we did was we saw that American flag. Yeah, that's all that matters. We're all one. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> we haven't been this happy since Andy Roddick was out in the court. Oof. Since uh, Pete Sampras was oh, out there. Yes. Back in the day. But anyway, he won, uh, which pretty oh. much guaranteed you can write in uh, Roger Federer to win the Wimbledon for the men's. Uh, I don't think anyone's stopping him. Djokovic basically DQ'd himself, retired because of an injury. Uh, Nadal got beat earlier this week. And now Murray, the number one overall at Wimbledon, lost to an American. So everything's getting turned upside down there. And Federer will walk out as champion of Wimbledon. You heard it here first. Credit us. Thank you. Uh, but for the women, you know, you got some headlines from Serena Williams, who is pregnant and not participating, but Venus is going to bring it home for her. But now Randall and I are here. Well, if Serena was playing and she won, would who who would win? The, would she have to co-share it with the baby? Ah, you interesting. Know, I never thought there, about that way. I but but what if it's a boy though? Then 50-50. Well, then he, they might be disqualified because <laughs> it's a men playing a women's sport. That's cheating. Yeah, that's <laughs> look at the read the rule book for once. You know, but the biggest the biggest thing here that Randall and I were trying to figure out is if Venus does end up going ahead and winning, which we think she will. Uh, would John McEnroe? What odds would John McEnroe give her against the top three thousand American in the world? And on to summer league <laughs> basketball. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So now here's a little basketball. We got. Uh, we're gonna start off summer league, the hottest time of the year for guys who don't make teams and rookies who disappoint. Uh, we're starting off here with the biggest hot shot of all of summer basketball. The one and only Mr. Laker himself, Lonzo Ball. Yeah, he, uh, he had a really great first game, didn't he? Oh, he shot beautifully. Yeah, well, one of the best strokes from the field in his first game. But it, at least he's an elite passer. That's what they're saying, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the next Magic. No, next Magic himself. Yeah, he, he did uh, shit the bed on the first game, but he did come out and had a uh, triple-double, which I guess is a cool stat, you know, where you get 10 of... Uh, Ten of everything. He had a Draymond Green triple double, which is yeah, ten of everything. He didn't have like a LeBron triple double, which is like 40, <laughs> 14, and twelve. He had like, like, like ten, a, ten, ten. Yeah, he barely made it, but he did do it. Congrats. You know, Randall and I haven't had triple doubles in anything that we can think of. Triple double cheeseburger. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Waterburger. Oh. Uh, anyway, you know, Lonzo. He did his thing, but there was a couple other headlines. Like uh, Mark L. Fultz Whoa. following in the 76ers, uh, uh, the genealogy path. You know, it's you have to get hurt. Ben Simmons, Joel, Embiid, Nerlens, Noel. Uh, you know, it's just uh, it's a trickle-down. Trickle-down economics, I think is what they call it. Okay. It, it yeah. does. <laughs> trickle-down trickle um, calisthenics. Oh, uh, ooh. Yeah. Good words. Uh, that was a was that a, two, was that a two or three <laughs> syllabus? Syllabus so, so <laughs> Fuck. Nice. And there we go. Uh, anyway, Markel sprained ankle. He should yeah, be okay. Yeah, it'll be fine. So you still get to see Markel, Embiid, uh, Simmons, and Sarich. 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 All on the uh, floor. JJ. Oh, and JJ. 
I forgot about that. JJ's going to be the key piece of that team. Should be fun to watch. Uh, maybe. I mean, yeah. maybe they could probably end up being the four seed in the East now. Honestly. The East is atrocious. But the other, the real star of the Summer League and the guy who, I, I mean, looks like he's going to be a stud is Jason Tatum uh, for the Celtics. Jason Tatum has been shooting lights out. He's been rebounding. He's getting assists. He looks good. He's going to fit in perfect. I mean, you got IT4. You got Hayward now with the Celtics. And then you got Tatum. You got Crowder. Horford. Horford. It's going to be, I mean, realistically, they might win the regular season. They might be the number one seed again. But they're still not going to make it to the finals because LeBron won't let that happen. He's still going to lose in six. Yeah, but, I mean, it's going to be more interesting to watch. You're not going to let 100 points be scored on you in the first half this year. So... That's good. Yeah, but the be- obviously the highlight of the summer league has been uh, Bryn Forbes for the Spurs. San Antonio, thirty-five points in a game. <laughs> he's got. He's been balling. He's been balling. Forbes yeah. has been balling. The we'll Michigan see. State product. We'll see if he uh, makes the team. But uh, you know, it's a it's a feel good story. Yep. There in the summer league. And then you got the other hot story. The other hot league. Oh yeah, yeah. The even hotter league. The hottest of leagues is uh, the big three. Ice Cube, which also, got to give a shout-out to Ice Cube and uh, all of NWA. The series on HBO, Defiant Ones, you should watch it. The four-part miniseries, talking about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine's uh, relationship to create Beats, and which was bought for $3 billion by Apple. Awesome to watch. Pretty cool. Craziest thing was when Jay-Z, uh, not Jay-Z, oh, Jesus, thinking of the uh, 444. Anyway, Dr. Dre. And Eminem first met. That was probably the coolest scene I saw so far. Uh, and also how uh, Bruce Springsteen himself used to disabuse Jimmy. Awesome to watch. Uh, but anyway, the big three, Ice Cube's League, is being dominated by the trilogy. Which I don't think anyone saw it coming because Kenyon was talking a lot of shit. But Kenyon can't do anything other than rebound. He did say he could still uh, post up uh, LeBron, didn't he? Or he said he could uh... <laughs> stop it. I think the MVP of this team's got to be Rashad, the uh, controversial man himself, McCants, from North Carolina. The only reason they got investigated because he sold them all out. Uh, I think he was in a relationship with Khloe Kardashian and probably gave her her first couple babies before Tristan's going to give her her next couple babies. Wait, was this before Lamar? Ooh, I forgot there was Lamar. Come on, come on. I think it was pre-Lamar. Pre-Lamar. Was it post uh, Kim Kardashian having the coke in the background of her Snapchat? Oh, pre that, pre that, post Reggie Bush. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know we're gonna figure this one out. Yeah, don't quote us on it. But anyway, Randall Big Three, what do you think? Uh, well, they did play in Tulsa this last week, which I thought Exciting. was a downgrade from. Oh, okay. Uh, they they been, they were in New York, and then. Well, what else do you have to do in Tulsa? I don't know. Smoke yeah. meth, I guess. Damn. <laughs> Okay, we got deep there. Anyway, <laughs> dude, I don't know, man. There's not much to do there. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> but uh, what I did, what I did notice out of the Tulsa one, well, also Ice Cube is performing at halftime of every game, all Good four games. Good for him. Self promotion. Like, you know, talk about somebody juicing. He's getting old. He's getting low on the T count. He's dead. Well, he's, speaking of Ice T. You know, maybe he should bring Ice T in off a of Law and Order and get him in <laughs> to do a little. Uh, oh, he should do it. Yeah, he should do yeah. at least one of them. 
but what I did notice is that three-headed monsters crushed Power 50 to 32 because Power has the worst name. And another thing I've noticed about Big Three is about time that they lower the score uh, from 60 first to 60 to first to 50 because these guys are old. I can't wait till next week. It's first to thirty. <laughs> By the end of the season, there there's going to be playing pickup to eleven. Yikes! <laughs> also, R.I.P. to White Chocolate, who got hurt in the first game. Yikes! Sorry, man. But yeah. you'll be back better than ever. Yeah. Uh, and uh, last thing we're going to do is give you one winner and one loser of NBA free agency. Uh, Randall, who's your big winner of the NBA free agency so far? Uh. I mean, my winner is going to have to be the Golden State Warriors. The rich get richer. You know, they uh, they, they ran it back with their, their same team. Brought back Iguodala. They brought in Durant at Harrison Barnes money, which is... I mean, I know he's making so much money off the court, but the, uh, the socialist structure of the hard cap... Um, <coughs> I don't get why America we love uh, capitalism, but in our sports systems we decide to bring out socialism. That's for a whole nother podcast, I guess. <laughs> uh, um, but you know they brought in Nick Young, Omi, Casperi, uh, who, li- who he who's, can shoot. He's really good. He's like he's twenty seven or something. He's good. He can rebound. Um, That's why that uh, was it Bell from Oregon. Oh yeah, Jordan, somehow Jordan they they bought into the first round or something. Draft him. That dude was a freak during the NCAA tournament. I did notice in a summer league game though, for being as athletic as he is, he gets winded really quick. I don't know if that's yeah. like you know maybe he's been eating too many Milky Way bars or something, <laughs> which I, I don't don't knock him for. No, you know, I don't either. You know I'm a big uh, big Milky Way guy. Uh, more of a Snickers guy. All right. He's probably a Milky Way guy, though. He's out on the West Coast. Uh, fair enough. You know, Pacific Northwest guy. Uh, and then my loser is definitely going to have to be the Indian, Indiana Pacers. Okay. They trade Paul George for Victor Oladipo and Demonis Sabonis, which is chump change. They got, what, 10 cents on the dollar for Paul George? The Boston Celtics couldn't come up with anything better? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, uh, I, I, I don't know what they're doing out there. I guess maybe Boston didn't want to pony up because everybody knows Paul George is uh, heading out to uh, L.A. to link up with LeBron next year. Um, so those are my winners and losers. Who you got? So my winner of the NBA free agency is the, I mean, the easy one. Like Randall went with is the Warriors. The rich get richer. But I'm going with... The Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, see, see. The Minnesota Timberwolves got themselves Jimmy Butler, who is an elite shooting guard, and then they got themselves Taj Gibson, who's a very solid power forward, and Jeff Teague to step in for Ricky Rubio, and they already had Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, and uh, I mean that's a solid squad. In the West, it sucks because they're in the West, and you have to go against the Rockets, who might be getting Carmelo to team up with Harden and CP3, the Spurs, who have Kawhi and LaMarcus and Manu and Tony and Rudy Gay and Powell, and then you got, uh, like, the Warriors, (laughs) obviously, who we all know, KD and Steph, and then the Grizzlies, who are solid, 
you got everyone who it's a good squad, but I think the Timberwolves will be good enough to surprise people and make moves. And then I got to go with the losers. I mean, the whole East Conference, the whole Eastern oh, Conference. Oh, okay. All right. The whole Eastern Conference <laughs> yeah. sucks. You lost Paul George. I mean, you got Gordon Hayward, I guess. Is like the only big free agent who came. Is that it? Like, I, I mean, I can't even. Gordon lost Hayward. Millsap. Yeah, you lost Millsap, Millsap in Denver. In Denver. I mean, you lost KCP to the Lakers. Well, not, I mean, that's not a big thing, but I'm just thinking of like anyone. Like, the East has no one. The East has LeBron and Hayward, Kyle Lowry, and um, that IT4. The Sixers might get, be the five seed. Yeah, that's what, like, you have Deion Waiters. I mean, oh, pretty good. Ah. Yeah. Wish I'd bought some stock at Waiters Island. Jesus. Back in the day. But, yeah, I mean, the whole Eastern Conference sucks and is atrocious. But, anyway, uh, this little NBA talk that we got for you, you know, as we always do, we're going to give you our closing segment here, which this week is a special one because this Sunday is finally the return. Of Randall and I's favorite show. The Game of Thrones. Uh, Randall and I have been trying to catch up. We've been watching, rewatching Red Wedding. We've been watching Battle of the Bastards. We've been watching a little bit of everything. Winds of Winter. Yes. Trying to catch up, see what's been going on. Uh, re- re- refresh our memory. But this Sunday, finally, Game of Thrones. We get to see what will happen, what will transpire between Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen, Stormborn, <laughs> Mother of Dragons, titles, 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 and the bitch herself, Cersei. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Game of Thrones, Sunday. Love it. And then, last but not least, we're going to do our final shout-outs. The final shout-outs start off with Welcome Back to City, the beautiful fresh waters of the Hudson River and the East River, the whales, the humpback whales of the world that found their way back to the beautiful breeding grounds and beautiful clean waters of the Hudson and the East River. They're out here doing their thing that can be seen most predominantly by the Verrazano Bridge. But, you know, if you really look hard and you put your magnifying glasses on, you can probably see them out there in the Hudson. They're doing their thing. Maybe if you're brave enough to dive out in the chemical waters that are out there, you can find one yourself. So that's my shout-out. Welcome back to New York City. We missed you. And I want to give a shout-out to tonight's SB's Bill Murray, giving the most awkward uh, segment of the whole night, him and uh, David Ross. Congrats to you guys for making not a great show even fucking weirder. <laughs>